Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You know, watch cars, then watch planes. Have you seen planes? I, have, I haven't even seen, I haven't seen planes. I haven't seen planes. You know, like Moose always says, Atalanta, your, yeah. your equivalent is always watch cars. Cars, watch cars. <laughs> if all else fails, watch cars. It's a love story. everybody hope you're well welcome to Righty's house on ringer fc today we're going to talk about zlatan and lebron we're going to give flowers to Jaden sancho and chat a bit about arsenal's win over leicester everton a little bit as well we're going to do a little bit of top four chat so hopefully you enjoy the show and my guests today are bad goal ryan hun and the one and only mrs jeanette kwashi how are you doing guys how are you furthermore you know very good good looking very dapper I you, mean... you know something yeah i kind of like you know, so, you know, sometimes when you get up, you just feel yes, man. But like, I didn't even do it because I'll tell you what happened because I got a call a, a couple of days ago, but I, I got my clothes ready what I was going to wear today. I got them ready last night, bro. Oh that. my God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, honestly, you know, it's, and the thing is, it's a whole, you, you know what? Let me see if you look, can see it from back here because it's a whole, hang on. He's actually getting out. And now look, what, the computer's gone all well, funny. The computer's gone. What's going on? Right, where the... <laughs> where gone. Gone? Right, oh, Roscoe. We can't even see you. There you go. It's a whole suit. Look, what? Oh, my days. It's, it's a whole suit. It's kind of like a, a workwear suit, man. But I wanted to, wanted to wear yeah, kind of like workwear kind of suit. But I feel great. You know what sometimes when I said, sometimes I'm going to go on a little bit, but... That, you know, you don't feel good. And some mm. people ask you if you feel good and you say, yeah, I'm all right. And I've said that a couple of times on there. No, I didn't feel good. But today I feel great. Good. I feel great and feel so optimistic simply because um, a couple of days ago, I got an unbelievable call from um, the people at EA Sports. Mm. And um, to just to let people know, it's, it was obviously... Patrick O'Brien, the guy that racially abused me on um, the EA Sports because of the, the icon card, I think he... He's looking to get Ronaldo, and I think he got Ian Wright. I didn't. I still don't believe that it's as much as I'd probably be disappointed with that myself. I don't think it's enough to kind of racially abuse me to the extent that he did. So the thing about it is, is that he came for me so hard on Instagram, and everybody you knows you you know how disappointed I was. The problem I had with it is obviously the judge said that he was, he was naive, and you know what I mean. It was it come from a good family. It was his first offense, and all this sort of stuff, and. I, I, I totally understand that, but he never had anything to do. He never said anything to do with how I felt and what happened to me while I was there reading a book with my youngest daughter. And then all of a sudden the phone's going crazy. And when you look at it, it's what it was. And it was disgusting. And I don't want the guy to go to jail. I didn't want that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, sort of community. So anything like that, something, something of con consequence. Do you know what I mean? It's not a lot to ask, you know, but because when you listen to people on this, people are always saying things like, 
well, there's nothing we can do. The police can't get anything from like the social platforms and social platforms don't care. We're constantly told this and told to, you know, just, just stay patient, be patient. And I tell you this, man, EA Sports, bro, they stepped up. They stepped up for me because not just for me, but for after this attack, they, they, they've changed their whole policy. And you know, with a company like that, the different levels and the, can you imagine the legality, the legals and everything that you have to go through to change your policy? Not only for me, like I say, it's for, for their staff, for players, for the talent, the people that they partner with. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Discrimination and action will be taken. So they even apologized to me, which I found really strange. And I said to them, you don't have to apologize to me. And they said, no, we do have to apologize to you simply because it was our platform that he came for you. And we have... We have a responsibility to make people who want to use our platforms are, are safe to do so. So it sends that, that, that message, guys, of no tolerance, whether it's race, religion, sex, whatever, no discrimination will be tolerated. And he's, he's banned for life. And they, they, wow. He's banned, totally banned for life. We can from, never play on there again. From their platforms, so even like online, he can't log on can't, to play no, at all. He can't log wow. on himself. He can probably go and play with his, his mates and stuff like that, Jeanette. But He's banned permanently. And you know something, as small as that is, it's a little chip out of the massive stone of what is racism, the massive mountain that it is. But what it proves is that there is some consequence somewhere. And people like EA, they're standing. They're standing and they're saying, we're going to stand on the right side of this. Real action, you know, that they can control and they're going to stop that. And it just made me feel good because these companies like that are going to stand on the right side. And people will say mm -hmm. things like, yeah, well, EA Sports have done this, EA Sports have done that. But the fact is, guys, is that EA Sports have stood up and said, that's wrong. And we're going to make sure we do something about that. And that for me was why I feel so good today because there's so many things that happen in respects of racism, things happen where you and Jeanette will know and any black person and anybody in fact who's been racially abused will know that you, sometimes you have those moments where you're just sitting there feeling helpless and worthless. Mm -hmm. So when they do things like this, you know that there's consequence. And when there's consequence, you know that actions will be taken. And that is why I feel good today. That's an amazing thing from EA, actually, because it just goes to show, Ian, even with all the red tape and bureaucracy mm. that surrounds... Unbelievable! It's insane. But they can actually turn around and make it happen. So mm. there is no excuse, really, for any other company that's thinking about, you know, what kind of things they could do as consequences for people who behave like that on a platform. Yeah. That is, that mm. is, that is unreal and un unheard of, in fact, actually. Exactly. From that vein, I'll move from that vein to Zlatan, bro. <sighs> you know what I mean? <laughs> can, I, can I just say, can I say the thing with, with, with Zlatan and this kind of, I, I genuinely believe, right, that the, my guy is, is, is worried about his legacy. The man's like really clutching. Can I give you a scenario what I believe may have happened with Zlatan? He might have been sitting there maybe with his agent or with his mates or some sycophants that are around him that are just pandering to him. And LeBron's on there doing one of these unbelievable kind of like, you know what I mean? Standing up for equality, social justice and all the things that he stands for. LeBron's saying his stuff and then Zlatan's just come out with that. But the thing with Zlatan is that the man has got so much chess that he said, not only does he say it, maybe in the confines of his mates and these guys, but he's put it out there publicly. He says it again. Right. He put it out there publicly. And this is why I said, I can't wait for us to do, do the podcast this, this week, Jeanette, when it's us, us free, because I wanted to hear what you, you, you think, right? Because I believe that my guy is now grasping man, his legacy. You know, it's so many, so much hypocriticalness about him and what he said. I think it stems from Los Angeles, to be honest. You think there's something happened? Didn't invite him to a party or something? Must have been. <laughs> <laughs> if you think like when Zlatan went to LA, it was, I think, before LeBron went to the Lakers. Right. And Zlatan thought that he was, you know, he was like, guy. You, have a, you have a new king, Los Angeles. And then mm. the literal king turned up. Proper king, King James. And it was a bit like, I mean, Musa actually said, like, I wonder how many parties Latan got invited to or like how many courtside seats that he got given, yeah, you know. Yeah. So Latan has always been a funny one for me. I struggle to fully get down with a grown man who still refers to himself in third person and Absolutely. thinks he is a lion. A lion, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. come on. Mm -hmm. Musa said this ages ago on a Stadio podcast, actually, that um, it's easier. I think it was when the first kickoff between him and Lukaku happened on 
and the Derby dell'Italia, mm. uh, Derby della Maddalena, sorry. He said it's easier to recall Zlatan quotes than his, or his most famous quotes than his most famous goals. Wow. And I think he's acutely aware of this. You think he's starting to feel he's not at that table when he's, he's, his name's not mentioned yeah. in that, that yeah. table. It's, yeah. not, it's not on that table. No, it's not on that table. He is. And I, and, and I, I said, uh, I was talking about it on Twitter the other day to someone. I said that I think this year, and rightly so, he's 39. He's become more, I think, more aware of his sporting mortality than yeah. every, any other yeah. point in his career. Even though, actually, goal scoring wise, he's actually having a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. And this is the really frustrating thing about Zlatan is that he could have dropped all of the bullshit throughout his whole career and he would actually be more beloved. I think mm. that he genuinely wants to be more beloved than he is. So he's gone the other way. He's gone... He's yeah, go- it's too late now though. Do you know what I mean? So he's just gone far too the other way. Like you're right, Ian. He's just thought, you know what? No one's going to love me. So mm. let me just be an absolute a-hole with it. And I just... You know what? When LeBron came back at him mm, I was it just made me feel so it's warm beautiful. And fuzzy. It's it was beautiful. so nice wasn't it just because it, it was just classy he was like mm. okay I've done this I've done that I've done and it's literally like Zlatan like what have you done apart from mm. sit there and be hypocritical like you cannot come for somebody mm. like LeBron James mm. who puts his money where his mouth is mm. it's, it, what he's been able to do is actually you like there's there are there are no other world athletes that I think that are doing mm. it on that level it mm-hmm. definitely not publicly anyway what I liked about LeBron and the way he came back was he's sitting there, obviously, and then somebody's asked him and he's not said, right, this is Latin thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this and that. He's in the moment. He's actually, you can almost see it quizzically going round in his head. It's like, yeah, but what I'm doing is, is actually where I come from. It's, it's everything what I'm, I'm fighting against is things that I've experienced when I was younger. So my platform and my voice is important to what I so why and then while he's saying all that he's realizing that wait a minute why is he coming for me I do my homework <laughs> and then in that moment right when he says that I'm thinking to myself you know this is the time when Zlatan when he wakes up in the morning he's brushing he's just on his own looking in the mirror he's thinking what the fuck have I done because you know what I think he'll be doing he'll be like don't worry you're a lion yeah, but, and, and then <laughs> When LeBron just casually sat there and said, wasn't this the guy that a few years ago, I remember him talking about his second name in respects of not being of Swedish heritage and Mm -hmm. him saying if his name was Anderson or Svensson, he would get more, you know, and like, you just think to yourself, Ryan, this is why I said, when I put in the group as well, Zlatan lost, he's gone. Now it's got to him now. It's totally got to him. The ego's totally out of control. And now what's happening is, is this lion and this me being able to say anything I want and nobody can't touch me because I'm a lion is got out of control. And he's literally gone for the one person in the whole world. Wild. And it's it really, he's intelligent. He's super, you see, you see it in his play, you mm. see it in his, uh, you know, in his charitable work, see what he's been able to do. He's got a school and it's just, it, 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 it's, it's knowing when your platform is the most powerful. And yeah. that for me is what's important. He's not done this when he's retired. No. He's doing it now. He's like he's living it. Voice, he's yeah. current. Which is why there's always this argument about, you know, the GOAT. Is it gonna is it gonna be LeBron or will it always be like MJ? And like for me, LeBron is my GOAT. I'm sorry, I don't know what everyone Whoa. thinks, but forever and ever LeBron will be my GOAT because even what he's doing now as a player, what he will do when he retires is going to be scary. And yeah. th- that's that's just how I see it. I think it. You, you know, just quickly on that though, because like again, you know, when you I, I watched the last dance again the other day and you I think that when you look from Michael Jordan's first first ring, obviously to the six, mm. and the pressure he was under to get the first, then he went on to do something that's not been done again in respects of what people expected from Michael Jordan when he came in to what he actually gave them was from on the on the on the courts part of things was literally it was godlike ability to do what he was doing, and we saw in depth like footage of what he done in that last dance. But I think that LeBron with what LeBron's doing on the court and off the court will probably, he will, will probably get, get more love. What he probably think, would right? get a lot more love. Do you think? Because that goat conversation. He's got, he's got LeBron written all over his yeah. face, bro. <laughs> do you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather stick my hand in a pit of snakes <laughs> than get into the NBA Twitter LeBron MJ conversation. Oh that's, God. that's, Sorry, that stays safely within the, my is, own. Is it worse than? Is it worse than Ronaldo Messi? Is it worse than Ronaldo Messi? I think it's a bit more personal, man. People get really upset. 
Do you know what? I'm not sure if it is. I'm not sure if it is though, you know, because there's something very, like very, very particular about the Messi Ronaldo that goes that I have a, oh, I don't know. You could write a P, you could write a PhD thesis on the psychology, like the psychology <laughs> behind the Messi Ronaldo argument. Yeah. Honestly, I swear to God. Yeah. But um, quick thing on Zlatan quick. Go on. Because I think, well, there's two things actually. With the Bron, I saw a lot of people chiming back at, the argument that a lot of people were chiming back uh, on this was, oh yeah, what about LeBron's stance on China when the NBA had their China games? Now, Moose and I actually covered this on a stadio ages ago, mm. but with regards to Steve Kerr, because yeah. I think the NBA China thing is a lot more complex than a lot of people are making it out in terms of throwing out the argument there, like why didn't LeBron back Hong Kong mm. in the way that he did? It was really complex, like to the point where a lot of people went after Steve Kerr, okay. who's dad was like yeah, he, grew up in, he, he grew up in Lebanon his yeah, dad was yeah. murdered like yeah. he's he, Steve Steve Kerr is deeply aware of foreign policy and the yeah. goings and for and, and international politics he's a very intelligent dude mm-hmm. as is LeBron but Steve Kerr at the time had a squad of players that were in China player safety is like a massive priority there mm-hmm. the people throwing back the China argument at LeBron I think well there's twofold I think that first of all it's it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the rest of his work isn't completely valid. And second of all, it's a it's a far trickier situation. I think a lot of people were giving the a lot of the NBA players and and coaches credit for at the time when they were navigating that. Um, with the Zlatan thing, the thing that is has been quite surprising about this is that people think that he hasn't got previous, and he's yeah. got loads of previous. Like he went after like uh, he was massively disparaging about Swedish women's mm. football when he was at PSG. Right. I, I, the thing is, I think a lot of the time with Zlatan, it's just like, why? Mm. Yeah. It's why, unnecessary. why do you need to do why this? Yeah, and it's actually, unnecessary. And, and he's been through a lot in his life. Absolutely, he has. He had a really, really tricky upbringing. Mm. Terrible, terrible upbringing, actually. But he's also supported causes like with the tattoos to raise, yes. like, raise awareness yeah. of world yeah. hunger. Yeah. He came out and said that one of the reasons he loved Muhammad Ali so much was because of his work in and out of the ring. Like he, he's aware of this. It has to be yeah, personal, right? Like it it's a personal, personal thing. It's a personal it thing from LA. It's a it personal thing from LA. It definitely has to be. He arrived in LA and he was just mm. like, LA has a new king. You know what yeah. I mean? And then like LeBron rocked up and was just like, yeah, it does now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a shame, Ryan, because if we're going to be talking, and Musa, when, when Musa says that, and he always says stuff that you think to yourself, you know what, Musa, yeah. You're probably right again um, about, the quotes, <laughs> about the quotes <laughs> rather than the goals. But like, I still remember that goal he scored. I think it's his last game for Ajax that, 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 you know, when he was getting ready to, he's getting ready to step onto the, the world, proper world stage when he's moving. I think it might have been to Juventus mm. from Ajax. And he scored that goal, which I thought to myself, oh my God, this guy. And I've seen him score goals in his, in his career, like the over at the f- what the 30 yard over kick against England and and like you know the the goal in his debut game or something for for LA he does things he gives you moments that you think wow but I think that when he looks back and looks back at one of his greatest times Juventus the Juventus time Mm -hmm. Ryan and actually that was a season where they they got like cancelled didn't they they got suspended and, and demoted you know and you look at what the other guys have done and they are unbelievable. Messi, Ronaldo, the, the Ronaldo before, all of those top players. When you mention him, and that's what I'm saying, in his time of leisure, when he's just sitting there relaxing, you could feel him f- thinking that, you know what, I'm not probably, people are not going to give me that love and that respect. So I'm mm-hmm. going to try and do it through aggression mm-hmm. and make people have to say, well, yeah, I don't like him, but he was this. But now I think he's got to a stage and I think it's sad that you just don't like him. Mm. You don't like what he's doing at the moment. I, I don't like him doing that. And I don't like him going like that because it totally, for me, it showed total disrespect to everything, what is right, what LeBron does. And he's totally dismissed it. And we've seen the his, in history, he himself has fought for certain things. And it just makes me feel very sad for him because I don't mm. know what he's going through. How, how, you say he's 39, right? How many more mm. seasons do you think he's got left then, guys? I think I'll probably do one more at Milan. Yeah. One more. Yeah. But I mean, since he's gone back to Milan, he's got, 30, he's got 24 goals he's in 33 league goals. games. It's like, he's not... So Why he's stop? Like, you know yeah. something? Don't stop. Don't stop if you can go. You know what I mean, Jeanette? Yeah, I hear I remember, you know, God rest his soul, Ray Wilkins said to me, remember he said to me, when he was when he played and he was still, he was late in his 30s, Ray Wilkins, 
I remember afterwards we was coming off the pitch and I said, you were brilliant today. You know what I mean? You look amazing. And he said, listen, I'm going to play till I can't play because what happens is, is that when you do stop playing, everybody that I've spoken to is stop playing. They wish they were playing. Mm. So if you can get through it and you can play, play Keep until playing. you can't play. Yeah. So Ryan, you you tweeted that Musa had a big take on on Zlatan. Did you a hot end up? Take. Did you? Did uh, you he's not did meant you to have any it? hot takes. Did you tweet the? Did take? you tweet it? He didn't. He just heard he it over the dinner. Are we allowed uh, to get it on the pod? Can't we get nah? the hot take or not? <laughs> All right. So I said to Musa. Whoa! Did he say did he say that like flippantly? No, what he said. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Can we give flowers out? Who are you getting flowers for? You know who's got to get flowers, Jeanette? Jaden Sancho. Oh, man. I know. Look at Ryan. You know, you, all you have to do is yeah. mention anything that skirts around the Bundesliga and Ryan's happy, oh, let alone throwing so the, the top man. Right. We're wow. talking about, we're talking about somebody now that, um, I want him here, right? <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave you him alone. I want him here, so right? seriously, <laughs> Jeanette, like, there's no joke. Because you know friend. what, Janet? It's, it was my Le- it was my LeBron James moment where I realized why is he coming for me? I, I've just realized as I'm sitting here, I want Jaden Sancho here, and I don't care where he comes. Obviously, you know what I mean. It looks like if it's going to be United because we know that he had a little bit of a problem once that didn't go through. I think that right. Do you think that he believed? Because I believe he thought that move was going to happen, and and it didn't happen. And I think that's where he had that kind of little bit of patching form where it wasn't quite mm. happening because he had to get himself going again. Do you know what I mean, Jeanette? It's, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when you're going through that. What, what's the talk in Germany, Ryan? Because mm. over here, we're going crazy. Every mm. day there's a story in the press about him. But like, is it the same in Germany? I think there's a weird acceptance that he will probably leave or Dortmund will let. I think Dortmund will probably have to sell one of him or Holland. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm not so sure that's true because everyone said that last year. Even though Holland arrived in January, a lot of people were saying that it's guaranteed Sancho will leave. And mm. Mikel Zork and, and Vatska, the, uh, the CEO of Dortmund, mm. came out very early on and were like, he's not for sale. Whilst Dortmund are struggling a little bit with, like no one loses more money per game that cr- crowds aren't there than Dortmund in the Bundesliga, mm. put it that way. Mm. But their commercial stuff isn't too bad. And if they can keep hold of Sancho. Yeah, but right. Right. For Sancho's sake, and, and I'm not disrespected, Dortmund. Any sentence that starts with, I'm not disrespecting, you're about to disrespect. He's about to disrespect him hard. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Roll it up. It's time. I think it's time. When you look at 50 Bundesliga's like assists yeah. for Sancho, Crazy. you know, like when you look at his numbers, he's got 11 goals in, in like and 14 assists in just 28 starts, right? Overall, right? He's got now, what, 117 appearances, 45 goals, 50 assists. And he's 20 years old. Right? And we're talking about somebody, right, that, you know, as much as, yes, in the team playing with Haaland and Gio Reyna and all these guys, the fact is his time is coming for him to now come and blast at that stage. We're talking about something, he's not afraid. When he was younger, he left South London to move across to Uxbridge so as he could be closer to the... and, and. you know, he went into a boarding school, so he was closer mm-hmm. to a Watford like academy. Yeah. Then he moved from there. He's got no to problems see. with yeah. making moving his decision. around. Yeah. Move from there, Jeanette. Yeah. Yeah. Then he moved from yeah. there to Manchester. Yeah. You know, then his dad went with him. Then he moved from Manchester. The, the, he is the pioneer for all of these young players now in respects of, no, I'm moving. No, that's not right for me. I'm going there. But you know what I love about it is the faith that not only he had in himself, but what his family had in him mm-hmm. for his dad to move to Manchester, then to Germany. And now, you know, it's time. 
He's yeah. done it. He's done his bit. It's time for him to for me to, it's for very, him to come it's, back. The, the foresight was was strong, really forward thinking. Like because if you're if you're saying you're coming from that squad as well, that under seventeen squad that won the World Cup. Look at all the yes. players that are in that team, yeah. which is absolutely crazy. He mo- probably Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. He must have had the most minutes played first team football since that squad because. Mm. Everyone else, you know, they they've gone to clubs but haven't been able to. Mm. All of them. Phil Foden, mm. um, Hudson well. Adoy, Hudson Adoy. You know what I mean? Ryan Brewster. There's a good none bunch of them have played as much. None of no them. Way. No way. No, Emil, Emil Smith Rowe was in that squad. That squad was something else. It's amazing mm. who was yeah. in that squad. Yeah. You know, and then you look and he. Was, I remember he had to leave the tournament just before the end as well. Mm. I think for some reason, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but again, I'm just astounded at the, the amount of faith that he probably had in himself and his family had in him, in him for him to make it. And then we're looking at him now, looking at his numbers, looking at what, if he does go to United, which are we going to start seeing something? I don't know what's going to happen in, if he goes there, because if you look at the left side of United, where they create a, a shitload, mm. you look on the right side, a fraction, a tenth, if they're creating 10 chances over from the left-hand side, from the right-hand side, it's one. He doesn't always play on the right-hand side, though. He, he plays, like, his assist on Saturday against mm. Armenia Bielefeld came on the left from the left-hand side, just outside the box. He squared it to mm. Moda Hood. Mm. And then the Dortmund, I don't know if you saw it, but the Dortmund third goal, which was unbelievable, is this move that Dortmund do a million times where they break. Sancho's in this kind of, in the left channel, and he plays like a slide rule pass to Holland, who usually runs onto it and finishes. And Holland this time squared it. Mm. Um, I think it was Mounier who put it in. Renier, sorry, who put it in. And um, it was an amazing goal. But I think that the thing about Sancho is the the reason that I don't think the reason I don't think he should move mm. yet, and it's the same reason I don't think Holland should move yet, is because look around Europe mm. and what side is massively settled in terms of that you can slot in and go straight in. I mean, the, the, the original destinations or end destinations for big players like that don't really exist anymore because Barcelona and Real Madrid are all over the place financially. Yeah, He wouldn't go back to City, would he? I was going to say, would he go back to City? It might be embarrassing for City simply because they'd have to pay so much money to get him back. But if we're talking about going into, where would he play at City? But like, it is a settled, it's a settled team. Sterling plays left. I mean, mm. Sterling can play right, but then you've got Foden to get into that team as well. Mm. You've got Mahrez yeah. who can still yeah, come don't in. Need like, um, Manchester United is an obvious destination for him in one sense, but I also wonder whether now, I mean, I wrote a piece for the Ringer ages ago that if they, like basically saying how I really hope there's a WhatsApp group at Dortmund and that all of mm. them are kind of in it being like, why don't we just stay here for a few years? Because yeah, see, Marco yeah, Rose is arriving shit, next man. year, mm. uh, next, well, this, this year, this se- uh, at the end of the season he will up the intensity of that Dortmund side. And mm-hmm. the thing is, on their day, they are match one for of anyone, the best right? side. For anyone. When, and, and, yeah. I think, and I think the thing is, if you look at, play, you look at players like Donny van der Beek, you look at yeah. Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. Mm. And Timo Werner and Kai, uh, Timo Werner's older. Um, Kai Havertz is older as well than Jadon Sancho and Holland. And when you, like, I just think that players like this, and I've said it on Stadio a number of times, I was like, you can move at 24. You can move it. You can make the move at 24 to a side like that because you are that good. And you don't, I don't think you need to move at 20. I think the risks for someone like Jaden, I don't think it's going to be as big for Holland because I think he's just so destructive. Mm. You can put him up front in pretty much any elite side in Europe yeah. and he will cause damage. But there's such a good tandem between those two. There's such a good partnership. And they seem to be, since the turn of the year, they seem to be really happy. A lot of mm-hmm. them, like Gio Reyna's there, yeah, like having fun. Yeah. Jude Bellingham is having a, having a really Bellingham. good time yeah. as well. Good time. Like, yeah. So I just wonder whether actually for their careers, there's a, it's a huge risk for them. It's a huge, huge risk because the relative expectations at Dortmund are, even though they won a challenge for the Bundesliga title, they're still kind of relatively low, but they still haven't, they're not, they've not won anything together at Dortmund yet. So there is still like a bit of a carrot. Actually, after they won the derby against Schalke, there was a, uh, and inst- Moda Who did an Instagram live that ended up getting them all in trouble because mm. everyone was <laughs> violating social distancing outside and stuff. But anyway, but Holland actually says on there, shit, guys, look at these fans. We need to win something for these fans. Yeah. And, you, and there seems to be a little bit of like, 
maybe it's just me being a little bit but naive, but that they're they're kind of invested in it. Like Jaden Sancho was given the captain's armband when Marco yeah. Royce went off in the derby. Mm. There was a lot of like hitting the badge. I do wonder whether it's as as nailed on for him to go this year as we figure out because everyone assumes that, especially fans of Premier League clubs that think everyone assumes that everyone everyone wants to go to the Premier League. And that's my that was my next thing, right, Ian. We, yeah, he's great. Yeah, we want him here. We we're selfish like that. But does he even want to come? You know, like what? does he want to come to the Premier League? You know, all of that external stuff around him, agents, you mm. know, coaches, clubs trying to get does he even want to come? It's um it, it's at some stage you, you probably will want to be playing in the Premier League. I, I you know, we're, we're, we're in a different kind of time now because the pandemic surely will make people mm. think differently about, I don't know, you, 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 everybody's probably thinking differently about once this all stops, how I'm going to move forward from there. I don't know if Jaden Sancho's thinking at the moment, you know something, you know I mean? I might stay here. It's a patient, patient game, isn't it? It is a patient game. It just depends so much on how much you can withstand all the noise that's kind of going on around you. Like, yeah. you know, w- when you log on in the morning, how, how much are you consuming about where you're meant to be going or, or who's interested or, you know, it's that kind of stuff. And he's a baby. Like he's 20, 21, well, 21 this year, 21 this month. Like I say with Jaden, this is the longest flowers we've ever given. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 you, when you look at Jaden and his path, there's been a lot of patience and a lot of faith. So you'd like to hope that he's not right. And this is why I probably go with Ryan and say he won't leave yet. You have to hope that they are still making the right decisions because when you look at what he's done from a child and the, the sacrifices he's made to get to where he is, you don't want to get to being so close where everybody wants you and then you make a, a move just because, you know. They've, do, they've done too much calculating and this is why I admire them and this is why they have to get um, flowers. But at the same time, I'd still like to see him at some stage playing on those, like in the Premier League, on the, uh, in the Champions League final and stuff like that. I wish that he'd say, listen, it's not about money for me. I, you know what I mean? It's not about money. It's not about, yes, there might be a yeah. team in the Europa League that I want to go to. So I've Arsenal. always loved Arsenal because Arsenal. my dad Arsenal. loves Ian Wright or something. So I'm going to go to Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal, just Arsenal. Just say it with my chest. <laughs> Like he's really close with 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 Joe Willock and uh, and Reese Nelson, right? You need to activate the agents, agents Nelson and Willock. How do we yeah. how do we do it? Like how do we start like a, like a subtle campaign? Just to just to quickly wrap up on, on Sancho, because one of the most common things, <laughs> the most common questions that I've been asked over the last year is people back in England saying, "Is he any good?" To just elaborate a little bit on the statistics, so this weekend he became the youngest player ever to reach 50 Bundesliga assists, but he was all, he also was the fastest player who to reach 50 Bundesliga assists in 99 appearances. That, and he beat Thomas Muller. Wow. Who didn't do it until he was 23. Wow, okay. And mm. the only two people in the top five European leagues who have got more assists than Jadon Sancho since the beginning of last season are Thomas Muller and Kevin De Bruyne. See? There was a point last season where I think he was the first, he was the only, the only other player who had got double figures for goals and assists in a top five European league at that time was like Lionel Messi. It was like, wow. these stats come up all the time about Jay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He's the real deal. Like he the is, real man. deal. On that Rasklat note, bro. <laughs> On that Rasklat note. Should we do Arsenal? Let's yeah. go to, to Arsenal. Arsenal. Let's do Jaden's future club. Yes, <laughs> please. Going into the game, Leicester always frighten me. And when we watched the last, remember the last game when we played them at, um, at the Emirates and Jamie Vardy was just sitting on the bench, you know, just... on the phone with his missus, doing his stuff, talking to people, knowing that <laughs> 30 minutes, nil-nil, yeah. Come, no, Arsenal ain't creating. You know what I mean? He's just what? sitting there waiting for them to say, right, Get the stump man off, Jamie. We need you for your part. That was stump all it man was. Off, Jamie in, bam. That within five minutes, was. man scored the. That was all man it was. scored the goal. And so we're going into a game with Leicester, and I'm always frightened of Leicester. But like I must say, no Madison made me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But then once we start the game, Tielemans scores that goal like he did. And then you know what? There was a lot of negativity about the actual team. You know, Willian and Pepe and and stuff like that. There was a lot of negativity, and I was thinking. You know something? I like the fact that Mikel, he has faith in himself and what he's trying to do. And what it come down to in this game for me 
which I thought was repaid to him was players that he's had faith in. And I'm not talking Pepe here because I think Pepe's been doing well recently when he's played. But Willian, I was delighted for Willian. When, the, when you saw the first goal and when you consider like the last three games we've conceded in the first six minutes, I literally just said, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, turn my level down. Oh my God. <laughs> honestly, because, no, but honestly, because, Jeanette, that's what yeah, I said. I know, I know the feeling. Like it just, <laughs> you just get so frustrated. Gosh. Like why? Like why? <laughs> and then, you know, but, but then you think to yourself, we watched the game and the way the game was going. We really were, we, we really started to do some good stuff. Can I just say, Odegaard, <laughs> Odegaard, right, is beautiful on the ball. Mm. He's beautiful on the ball. He's, he's, he's so efficient. And, you know, since we've done this, since we started doing this 4 2 3 1, we've been very good. I was, I was pleased to see Saka getting a rest. Mm-hmm. I was pleased to see that we can win a game without having to put the burden of it on this poor guy, this 19 year old. But seeing Odegaard, seeing Emil Smith Rowe, Lacazette was magnificent. He was good. He needed that game, you know. Oh, really, really needed that. And Pepe. Pepe, I'm st- Pepe's now playing another 20 yards up the pitch with the confidence that you, he gets the ball and you believed he knows, I can wriggle through this. I could do a bit here. I could do a bit. It's, it's just, I just love the way we just came back and just dismantled them. They, we just dismantled Leicester. The thing about Arsenal at the minute, right, is that we, ugh, I, I get so frustrated. And ever since, you know, working in the football space, like I've, I've had to emotionally detach almost mm. from them because mm. the frustration that you just heard from Ian, like after the first six minutes, but for them, us to come back and do what we did, mm. it just goes to show all the tools and the components are there. But how do you make sure that this is on a week in, week out, consistent basis? And like you say, without constantly having to put the pressure on a Bukaya Saka, who is mm. like three years old, it's not fair. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. mentally as well, for him, he can step back and say, actually, you know what? I don't need to have this burden on my shoulders as well. Like, think about what that does for him to see actual statesmen of the club, big men able to go out there and do the job that they're meant to do. So for me, that was why that was an important game. And Leicester as well, are they, are they in bad form? Or we were really good? Mm. Like Ryan, I don't know. I think they're, they're starting to wobble a little bit, but I think a, a lot of it's injuries. Injuries, yeah. injuries are killing but them. Do you know it's the first time Arsenal have won away to a side in the top three in the Premier League since the famous Cazorla masterclass at Man City? Because remember that? Just... Remember that 2 0? Cazorla and yeah. Giroud? Cazorla oh and Cazorla breakdancing all over the pitch. <laughs> Cazorla, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cazorla, you know. Santi. <laughs> Santi would be able to, like, Santi could crawl his way through a defence. It's like, <laughs> honestly, I can't. I, I don't want to. I think one day we'll have to. We'll have to. We we'll have to have a Santi Flowers, bro. Yeah, when he when he we'll finally retires. Yeah, you know what? I've seen? You, you mentioned Makai Saka there, Jeanette, about him sitting, thinking they've won a game without me. This and that. I believe he needs rest. Mm. Yeah, he's taken 100%. us. He's taken us. Saka's taken us through a period, and then Emil Smith Rowe came and joined him and helped him. And the same now with Odegaard, he's come in and helped him. You know, mm-hmm. people have seemed to have found their form, and I think that people like Odegaard, he. He brings people into the game. He gives you touches. He's one yeah. of those. I remember when I played with Gaza. Gaza was amazing for that. He gives you the ball. You get touches of the ball. I remember when playing for England, it's the first time people said to me, he said, righty, just make sure you, when, whenever I'm going to get it, be behind me. Let me know where you are. I'll yeah. turn it around the corner to you. You give it back to me. I'll pass it out. Just get yourself some touches early doors so you can get your confidence it's in the just game. Just generous, you know? Yes. Generous That's what player. he's like. Generous mm. player. Gives you the ball. You feel, yeah, I feel good. I've had some nice touches. We're getting more people in the box. And now people are fearing the fact that we can get the ball from the two in, the, in, in front of the back four into, the, into that three. And then once we get it into that three, especially with Lacazette doing his bit and linking the play so beautifully, now we are becoming a problem because we're getting so many more people in the box. That is what's happening now. We're causing teams problem. And again, going back to Willian and the faith that Mikel has had in him and repaying that faith because Mikel's coming under fire and, 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 and Willian's coming under fire. And what we can't forget is that he is a quality player who for some reason it's not quite happened. But mm. like we've seen, you see that goal, the David Luiz goal, right? Yes, we've got set piece coach, but that ball has to be put on a sixpence. That is so well worked, the goal. Lacazette stays in, the, in that space where, where David Luiz comes into head. But what he does is he clears the space, 
holds on to Johnny Evans, who is their best header of the ball, their best header of the ball, pins him for David Luiz to come into that space to head the ball in, right? Now, you have to have a certain amount of ability to put that ball on that spot where mm-hmm. no one's going to be. And Willian done it. So those things will give him more and more, com- more, more and more confidence to do what he does because you could see that he was somebody that was getting too wrapped up in keeping it safe, passing it back, passing it sideways. Even the first goal, I thought that when Xhaka played it into him, he mm. fired it back into him so hard that Xhaka's first touch took him towards the line, which then enabled Leicester to do the press on us. And then mm-hmm. once they'd done that press on us, Xhaka's not catching Rask, like nobody does. <laughs> some, of the, some of the best players were slow, man. Honestly, man. Sesk weren't exactly rapid, was he? Don't mention Sesk. Sesk's got to get flowers on it at some stage as well. Sesk's little legs for the second goal against Spurs where he just nicks it past it. I'm like, look at him running. He's trying so hard to run really fast and he's not running that fast. He still scored. He still scored, though. I love that goal. You know something? You know, when you say stuff like that, when you mentioned Santi there, you mentioned Sesk, you know what I mean? All that makes me do is think of Robin Van Persie. Oh. Think of a time that Arsene Wenger had those guys when it was a little bit going on the wane, obviously, yeah. Robin Van Persie. You just think, to the, think back to the players that we've had, and people constantly go on about the Invincibles, and they should do, because they're amazing. But the fact is, is that we had some players that are passed through. If we had a Santi Cazorla in his pomp now as a creativity, playing him next to Thomas Partey, <laughs> I'm gonna oh, feel like I'm gonna cry. Oh man, what is happening? <laughs> oh my god, I'm don't, gonna cry. Don't. Him, then pl- passing it into Sesk, you know, up to. Oh, god, did we doing? really have them three players They're at the there. same time? All at the same time. <laughs> right, can I just ask actually, you know, when, okay, so if, you, if, you're, if you're a team and you go down early, all right, so in this case it was six minutes, mm. and then you equalize, how much of an impact does the type of goal have on the rest of the game? How much is, like, if that equaliser is superb, like, you know, it was just played in beautifully Mm. and, you know, finished off really well, how much of an impact does that have on the team to then go again and say, right, we've seen that we've done that now, let's let's now just hammer it home because we know we can do it. Well, what happens, what happens, Jeanette, is is that not only do you think to yourself, like, I know, sorry to everybody for the loudness of the swear. I'm not sure if Ryan's going to keep it in, but that's exactly how I felt. And I'm not going to hide that. But the reason why you'll probably feel really good about that goal is because they've obviously been working very hard mm. on that set piece. Yes. Right. So there's nothing more satisfying than a set piece working perfectly. So everybody will be buoyed by that. Then you could feel like Leicester, you know what? Leicester are not quite at it. They're not quite at it. And then you get the penalty just before half time. So then all of a sudden you get, you get the momentum back by scoring a goal that you think, yeah, man, we're back in the game with something that we worked on. That's brilliant. Then you get back in the game by like the penalty, what um, indeed he gave away. So you yeah. go in 2-1, you're literally, you're flying. Right. You're flying. So you're fit. when you get in there, you literally... It's the kind of thing where you get in and because you come back in, and this is why I hated George Graham and loved Arsene Wenger. You come in and Arsene Wenger would be just like, Arsene Wenger would be throwing roses, pe- rose petals down on your way in. Well done. Rose petals for you to come in and say, you, I love you. Where George Graham would come in and say, Evan, sit down. Sit down, everybody. Fuck you. And you're just like, oh, for Christ's sake. We're 2-1 up, you know? What's your problem, bro? You know what I mean? We're 2-1 up. We've got back into it. Like, he would still be focusing on the fact that we've conceded another goal in the first six minutes in a game. So we're going into a game. We're literally going into a game one nil down. And so you go into the dressing room and I can imagine now with Mikel and they will be absolutely buzzing. You sit down, your energy's going through, you're going through you and everything. You're feeling good. Can't wait to get back out. And then you get back out and then Leicester, who will be feeling the total opposite because all of a sudden they've, They've scored because they've obviously seen that we've conceded goals early in games. They've done what they wanted to do in the game plan. They're playing the 4-4-2. They've done what they're doing in the game plan. So they've done And then all of a sudden, the game's kind of getting away from them. Then when they feel like, okay, we've, we've got them, we've restricted them to no chances, really. Then we get that, um, that set-piece goal. Then we get the penalty. So it's mm-hmm. all going against them. They go in there and they're actually deflated. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to come back out in the second half and you just literally have to just like really go for the jugular. 
And I thought that, that the goal with, with Pepe, who's, you can see now people are saying, give it to Pepe. Give it to Pepe. Give him a chance. You know, when we're, if we was watching, the, if we were in, in Emirates now, the way Pepe's playing, as soon as somebody gets in and around the midfield, he's like, give it to Pepe. He's 20 <laughs> yards, 15 yards further up the pitch. Give it to him. He feels like he could take three and four players on. Let him do it. And if, you know what? If it's not happening with Pepe, give it to Odegaard. He'll get it to Saka. Yeah. Or give it to Emil Smith-Rowe who'll progress the ball. There's options. You know? there We've are got options, options now, man. There well, that's it. I mean, think about it. Like, can you, compared to three or four months ago, maybe three. When we were 15th. December. Well, you know you what? You, you know what's like, really weird? I, I was stubbing my toe, I was stubbing my toe a lot around that time. You know what? I was <laughs> what, what when happened? we were fifteen. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> no, you know, like on, no stubbing my toe on the corner of like table and chairs and stuff <laughs> because I was just not with it when like we were fifteen. Like a cat with broken whiskers. I kept stubbing my toe on stuff because I was in that Jesus Christ, what's going on kind of vibe. Stubbing my toe, Arsenal fifteenth. <laughs> You know, and people like, and Alan Shearer's on Match of the Day saying, yeah, they could be in a relegation fight. <laughs> Just casually saying it. When he said it, when he said it, he was so serious. And like, we all believed it. Like, I thought that was the end of the world. No, but I was not saying it for anything other than he genuinely believes it. Because if no, we're going to be totally honest, it. when you looked at, when we were 15, there was one stage where, I think it was before our Chelsea game and all that, right? And when we were 15th and we looked at the next five games coming, and remember, <laughs> we didn't have the creativity and everything what we've got now. You're looking at it, you're thinking, where are we going to get a goal from? Mm. When we were 15th and we, we were, I think we were six points off it. That's why I kept stubbing my toe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but you know what? Mikel, flowers, yeah, just, a, flowers, just little flowers to him and the faith he has in players. But when a player that a manager needs to come through for him, because if Willian does that, then he's able to then rest this guy. He can rest Saka. You know what I mean? It can re- like people are very much like, where's Martinelli? Martinelli. Martinelli's had a serious injury. He's coming back. And with Willian playing better, with Pepe playing better, with Oban's nicking his goals, with everything now, he can introduce him slowly. Please be more pa- patient, Arsenal fans, because this is our future. Gabriel Martinelli's our future. And yes, he's fit, but we don't want to be blasting him in if, just in case he can break down because we've got players who are playing better now. We can ease him in. His time will come because Mikel makes the right decisions. And you can see that with Willian at the moment. And long may it continue for Willian. Long may it continue. Yeah. Can I just mention just Gareth Bale just quickly before we go? Because I was happy for him. Um, and the goal what he scored, the second goal what he scored, he made it look so easy in the way that he, he, he collected the ball with his first touch and finished it. It was, it was so easy. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, Gareth Bale scored. Look how much time he had. No. The way that ball came to him and he controlled it with the outside of his left mm-hmm. foot to set it up for him to curl it in was not easy. And I say a load of times that people who control the ball with the outside of their, of their foot who are not that talented, they mess that up. That touch isn't perfect. Please, if you get a chance, if you can appreciate football royalty, because that's what he is. Prince mm-hmm. of Wales. There's the yeah, Prince of Wales, right? <laughs> The prince, thanks for that, Ryan. Cut out your stuff there and just hear me saying. Prince the prince, just appreciate the Prince of Wales, Gareth Bale does against Burnley. And the way he kills that ball dead is, is, is football royalty because he's not even thinking about, hang on, it's coming over to me. I'm going to, it's just bam, done instantly and gold. So Gareth Bale, I'm just giving you a rose. Just one rose. <laughs> just a single rose. Oh, can I give a shout out to Everton while we're here? Yes, we should. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should. You know, can I just say just quickly with, with Richarlison, mm. coming off the left, I think that that's where he's had his most barren spells in respects of goals. Like, what's he got, five in five now? Something like that. And you could see that he's happier down the middle. With the emergence of um, DCL, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think Ancelotti's got a, not a problem, it's because it's a good problem. He's got to find a way of keeping them two up the top like moving from left to right, whichever side them two want to do, but both of them in the centre, because I feel that when you look at what he's capable of doing, Richarlison, and when he went there from Watford for the 40 million, you know, people were like, Wah. Yeah. Richarlison's a player, bro. Richarlison's a player. He's one of those players that I've got to say, every touch on him is, is made. I, I actually think that that's it. His, his career's ended. The way he goes down. The way he goes down, every, oh shit, that's it, Richarlison. <laughs> It's, uh, he passed. Oh no, Charleston. 
simply because every foul, it's like, and then all of a sudden he'll get up and then bam, straight into a sprint. But I, as, as a centre forward, absolute respect for him, man. And, you know, if everyone are going to do anything, they've got to keep him and Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the centre together. None of this and, running back. Volume. And injury free. But yes. also, if you're looking at that top four now, Ian, right, mm. who, who's your top four? The way it just uh, moves so much. God. Oh, okay. You know what? See, um, I, no, I'm, do, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Because it just moves so much. Man City, Man City you, winning okay, that, That's all right. We, we, can, we can go with that. I think that's a general consensus. But what about the rest of it? And then after that, it's just, just like, I don't know. I think Chelsea will end up finishing top four. I don't think you can write Liverpool off of the top four. It doesn't work no. like this. Everybody's Are thinking you like, sure look, you know, I'm you hearing sure? people say, yeah, I'm hearing people say that Liverpool won't make the top four. Yeah. There's too much going on in that mentality and the drive and the and that training ground and the ethic and how they think and people, how good these players are. Jota's coming back. You have to say that Liverpool will find form and just get themselves winning games again. You know what I mean? They will. You know, you have to hope that Everton can keep it going because you want it to be different. But like, if we're going to be totally honest, you can't write Liverpool off of the top four. No. Just like I, I probably think with Chelsea as well, you can't write Chelsea out of the top four. And can I just say with Spurs, how many points are they behind at the minute? They are eighth game in hand and 39 points and they are six points off the six top four. Six points off it. Yeah. If they, if they continue to play with them lot up there, you can't even Spurs. Spurs. You think Mourinho is going to settle for not blasting for that when you know? Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? You, you know that there's. Two, you know if you're looking, if you're if if you're Mourinho, if you're um, if if you're two, all of these teams are looking and saying West Ham and Leicester being in there, brilliant for them. Good luck to them. Mm. But you can feel <laughs> that there's two places there that people feel like we've got to put them under pressure to see if they can maintain. Mm. you have to look at it I'd love West Ham to stay in there mm. love it mm. Arsenal only 8 points off week off yeah man 8 points Champions League football Sancho arriving in the summer I didn't want to say Arsenal because if I start saying Arsenal then people say Ian Wright says Arsenal no 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 I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> but like listen guys I'm going to have to I'm going to have to make a move bro and sis oh, yeah. yeah my time has come Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you lot soon. An actual person, like in in like real an life. An actual person. No, we're talking. What we got another thirty odd days or something, isn't it? At I'm least, not sure. At least thirty odd days. So we'll keep our fingers crossed till then, and so we'll keep this, <laughs> the sun will continue to shine. We had some nice days the other day, so that's nice. But you know, just keep your chins up, man. Let's go. I've got chins at the moment, so I'm keeping my chins up. <laughs> All of us. Stop it. Yeah, I got chins. Stop it. Hey. Speak to you soon, G. See you guys. Bye. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you're staying safe. Good news feels like it's just around a corner. Let's embrace good news and stay safe, everybody. Um, God bless. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>